Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the podcast. We have Dylan Sadiq on the show today, Rubik's Cube legend and art icon. Welcome to the show, my friend. It's a pleasure to be here, man. So first things first, how did you figure out that, you know, you could be the best at doing Rubik's Cube art? How does somebody stumble upon doing that in the way that you do? Yeah, so I I feel as if my story is probably not exactly as w- what you would guess it would be, but it's purely from my education, man. I studied, uh, obviously, four years at Rutgers University. Um, I studied biomedical engineering. And as an engineer, you know, our job is to be presented a problem and we have to like design think design and come up with the solution physically create the solution so that's exactly what i know how to do and that's what i'm good at so that's all that's all i've ever done you know so during covid when i wasn't in the classroom anymore we had online education i became really frustrated with this like you know this idea of being an engineer online which i feel like doesn't even exist so what i just did was i started creating some at-home engineering projects to continue my education i took some of those design processes that we learned in school and i purely just applied it to something that i cared about at the time and that was sports so you know i designed some of my favorite sports athletes um completely digitally you know because i didn't have the cubes at the time so i created some digital designs and if you're confident in your designs as an engineer, you have to take the next step of a financial investment. So I purely just, you know, after I was really confident in some of my designs, I bought about a thousand cubes. Um, you know, obviously I recorded the process because in this day and age, you have to record everything. Super basic time lapse. I have no like content creation history. Posted it up on social media. Um, my first one ever is Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. Posted mm-hmm. it up on social media. Um and very immediately, you know, I know I know people use the term like blowing up and going viral and stuff like that. Definitely did not do none of that. I think I had about 6,000 views on that video. But the, the Dallas Mavericks somehow, some way in the grace of God and, and social media, they saw it, um, like commented, liked, followed and reposted the video. And I feel like that really helped a lot because the other professional sports teams got to see the video and they started asking me, hey, can you make our guy? Can you do this one? Um, and then obviously the story continues. I started to get better and so on and so forth. But that's how I got started. I love it. Now, when you make uh, when you make a piece, do you leave it or do you take it down like a domino set? Uh, yeah. So it's a great question. I actually um, I, I usually leave. So this piece behind me is one that I made yesterday um, for the CFL, which is the Canadian Football League. It's like their MVP. Um, I'll leave this piece up. In inside of my studio, I'm sitting inside my studio right now. I'll leave it up inside my studio until my next piece, um, just so I have you know some artwork in my in my place until the next piece. But then as soon as I make that next piece, I'll just drop it, like purely just tip the board over and all the cubes will fall and smash over. Yeah, um, and and you know it's a nice little piece of content at the same time as well. But um, yeah, that's how I take them down. It, it's just a lot. It's a lot faster, a lot cooler uh, if you drop them and then um. And then I'll make the next piece right out of those same cubes. Who's the person that you're most surprised, you know, with that interacted with your, your, you know, cube art? Yeah. You know, actually I would say th- this is super recent, man, but um, I, I recently made a DeMar Hamlin uh, and, and I would say that it did very well on social media. I, I think my video now on TikTok specifically um, I, it, I posted two versions of the video. One has like 6.7 million. The other one wow. has like, yeah, That's man. Amazing. Yeah. It's first time I've, I've never even hit a million before. And 
that absolutely skyrockets like 6.7. And then I posted another version and that one has like 5.7 million. Wow. Uh, yeah, man. Insane. And so, so I obviously, you know, every, real life people are on social media, you know, and, and you don't really realize that sometimes, but I started getting messages from um, like people that are saying, Hey man, I'm DeMar's family. Um, and we're going through a rough time and it really means a lot that, that you did something like this for us. Um, just like, thank you, you know, just generally, like, I just want to say like, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, and then, you know, that's already mind blowing. His like mom even commented on my Facebook at the time. It, absolutely insane. But when DeMar woke up, like, like within like two hours of news break that he's like out of his coma, he, he DM'd me on Instagram, man. DeMar, like, yeah, DeMar met, like, DM me, like, hey, man, this is super dope. Like, thank you. Um, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's got to be, like. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, that's got to be, like, top craziest thing ever. That's insane. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> is there anybody who you'd want to make one for, you know, that they, that they you know, you would hope that they would request? Um, I mean, so growing up, I've I've always been a, a sports fan. Um obviously, you know, you could go big sports figures like, you know, Shaq or, or something like that, you know, uh, Hall of Fame legend, uh, current players. Um, I'm a huge Luka Doncic fan. My first piece ever was purely just for fun. But if like Luka or the Dallas Mavericks requested of, of Luka, that's a big time one. Um, we could go into baseball. I, I was like a big baseball fan growing up. Um, I, I don't know if you could hear that. I'm sorry, bro. Um, no, you sound good. But yeah, I don't know. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I was a huge baseball fan growing up and um, like huge Derek Jeter Yankee fan. Uh, that'd be like a super per like those, those like personal like like that'd be awesome. Um, those are the types of things that, that would really make my day, man. I love it. How much does it cost to build one of them? In terms <clears throat> yeah, of like yeah. the actual cube dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean. Generally speaking, they always say you you can't tell too much of of your cost, but but I definitely so I'll, I'll give I'll give you some general ballpark areas. Um, so a real genuine Rubik's cube retail price is about like ten to fifteen dollars a cube. I have five hundred and sixty cubes, so obviously I'm not paying retail because I would be making no money on on my pieces. So I get a I get a very nice um wholesale price. Um, not, not from the company Rubik's. I'm not affiliated with the company Rubik's cube. Cause the basically Rubik's cube is the bandaid of bandages. You know, they're just the top tier well-known name. Um, and I'm not using their cubes, which is like normal. Yeah. yeah so, <clears throat> so I get, I get a nice, uh, wholesale price, but they're still expensive, man. They run up real quick. And when I, let's say I sell a piece, I'm still well into the thousands of dollars of cost. Um, when I sell a piece. So sometimes when when you make these pieces, the people who you're making them of or for, they actually buy it and then yeah. you glue it down. Ah, uh, yeah. So so this is really interesting, <clears throat> and there's very much intention on everything I do. So so uh, my pieces right here, right? I have just this like standard like I made this little box from Lowe's. Okay, this is not what I frame my artwork in. I work with a professional woods, woods craftsman. He basically makes me a custom shadow box, or if you want to call it a huge picture frame, essentially, mm -hmm. um, out of like solid, you know, I don't know, maple, mahogany wood, right. you know, like some nice wood. He puts a glass front um, and I put the cubes through the back. But my point is, is I frame my artwork opposed to, you know, I could epoxy it, I could glue it. I don't know. I could probably do a bunch of other things, but I, I choose not to go to those types of methods purely because I don't want the artwork to be a hundred percent permanent, especially working in sports. 
and I'll tell you, you know, a quick story, but I've worked with the Tennessee Titans and they wanted a piece of Derrick Henry, but they were like, Hey man, like, I don't want to spend all this money on a piece of artwork. And let's say, you know, looking down the line, God forbid, Derrick Henry gets injured or traded, or he's no longer with us or whatever the case may be. What are we supposed to do with this artwork? If I epoxied or glued it, I'd tell you you're out of luck. I don't really know what to tell you, but since my artwork is framed, I have the ability to go back to Nashville. I could take the artwork off the wall and I'll switch it to a new athlete or, or logo or whatever the case may be, you know, I'll switch it to something else. So, so the artwork, it is pretty, you know, solid on the wall permanent, but it has the ability to be changed at any time, you know, in any case scenario. That is very cool. I've, I don't, I can't think of another form of art that you can just manipulate like that. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's really cool. Has anybody taken you up on that? No, not yet, man. I haven't, I haven't been in the game long enough for somebody to want their piece revised. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I have, I have pieces hanging places, but you know, nobody's got traded or injured or, or bored of their artwork yet, but um people it is a good selling point people really appreciate it and like that security that they yeah they're they're like you know what you know maybe i will take you up on it because if i need it changed i could change it that's cool um is there anywhere where you'd want uh you know this art to hang a and b uh have you thought about doing work with other you know toys and things like that great questions man you got some great questions um in terms of in terms of where I'd want it to be, I feel like it pretty goes hand in hand and one of like my favorite athletes or personal like favorite sports teams and stuff like that. Um, I'm a big, like I said, I was a big Yankee fan growing up. If I if I got one in Yankee Stadium, that's just like that's just a different type of like mind blowing experience because I used to go there as a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. So then it's just like I didn't even know something like this was even possible. So now going back, obviously the stadium's not too too much different from when from when you're growing up. Um so going back is like well, this is pretty, this is pretty insane. Um, and in terms of different forms of, you're like speaking into my future here, man, different, uh, different forms of mosaics. I'm definitely considering different forms of mosaics very actively. And I'll tell you the reason why. Um, although, although I love my Rubik's cubes to death, um, they are like we spoke about, they're pretty expensive, man. Um, so, so I only cater to like very high clientele or professional sports teams or athletes or whatever the case may be. Um, And I have nothing for the general everyday person, which is like pretty frustrating for me because, you know, I get tons of messages every day. Like, Hey, Oh, look, this is my dog right here. I bring it to the dog. (laughs) I bring it to the studio with me. Um, But yeah, man, I I get tons of messages every day. Like, um, Hey man, like, do you have something for like, you know, a mom of two kids, like, or, you know, something for the everyday person. And I'm like, Hey, sorry, unfortunately you just, you know, hopefully my, my videos are enough for you. Um, but I'd love to make something that caters to, you know, everyday people. And I have a much more affordable price point that obviously isn't exactly the same, but similar. And I think my next step, and I, I think I feel comfortable telling you, cause I think it's going to happen pretty quickly um, within the next few months or so, but I think I'm going to start making something in the form of like, um, you know, in, in the Lego world, I think I might dabble inside. Oh, of nice. World. Yeah. I, th- I think I might dabble inside the Lego mosaic world um, and make something similar like that. Cause Lego pieces are, a lot cheaper. And I think, um, I think I might be able to do something where I can replicate my designs in a much smaller Lego form. Um, and it'd be a lot cheaper. Hopefully it, I spend less time on it and people could still enjoy that, whether I'm the person to build it, or maybe I could just make things so they can build it. Um, you know, yeah. you could build my design or something like that. Um, 
And then even further down the line, when, you know, life's great and I and I don't worry about money, I'm going to start just making mosaics out of everything, man. I can make mosaics. I actually made one mosaic. And this isn't really public information, but I don't really care. But so, yes, <laughs> um, I made I worked with the New York Mets. Um, and this is a project we've been working on for months and months and months. But I think it's about to complete very, very quickly. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, so they, I, we had this conversation like, hey, can you make mosaics out of anything else? And I was like, hey, anything you give me enough of, I will make a mosaic out of. So they sent me 700 baseballs. I think it's- Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah I think I think the exact number is like 660 baseballs. And I hand spray painted each baseball to a different color. And the colors are, you know, obviously I used white. And then I spray painted orange and blue, you know, New York Mets, um, orange and blue. And I made the New York Mets logo out of like a seven foot by like six foot mosaic of baseballs. Um, I think very quickly that that piece will be hung inside City Field. It's like already delivered and uh, um, we're, we're working on, you know, the details of it. But that's a super exciting piece that I, I played around with. Um, and my point is, is I think I'm just going to start using other things like maybe I'll uh, I don't know, use roses or something for a mosaic one day. Sure. Um, I could, yeah, I could grab anything. That's awesome, man. And yeah, I think starting from a point of Rubik's Cubes is cool too, because that's probably the most difficult, I'd imagine. Um, it's So it builds the credibility first, and then you can take that credibility and just make like cool art with it. It's sort of like how for a lot of, uh, you know, like the most iconic artists, like... Um, take somebody like uh picasso right all of his early work was super complex and i mean like super like looks like a photo and then later in his career he just started like throwing stuff at the wall <laughs> um or even like um and this is actually cool and, and new news uh kid super who was the third guest on this podcast you know over 100 episodes deep he was just named the head of uh the new menswear line at louis vuitton um, it, it started with like all this crazy stuff, you know, like really complex and um, I'm excited to see what it turns into, but you know, the point I'm making is, uh, it, it's starting from the most difficult point is something that I think is, is cool. Uh, how long does it take to make one of the Rubik's cubes ones? Yeah, man. So, so this is like my standard size. It's about four foot wide, five and a half feet tall, and that's 560 cubes right there. Um, but I make tons of different types. These are just the ones you see on my social media for the most part. Probably, you know, I wouldn't say the most commissioned type, but there are like, for example, I make different types. I use instead of like standard size Rubik's cubes, I use like really these little baby mini ones. Um, and those little mini ones obviously offer the ability to increase the detail in my pieces. So if I filled this frame with mini cubes compared to, you know, larger cubes, I can get about, you know, close to 2000 cubes in the same dimensions um, compared to 560 for the big cubes. Um, and you know, those mini cubes, they could take me, I don't even know the time varies significantly depending on the design, but I could take anywhere between like 12 and 16 hours to complete one of those pieces. Cause those little cubes are a pain, man. They're, they're tough to play with, you know, it's tough to move. I'm not too used to them. Um, but those pieces come out insane. Cool. Cool. Um, so if somebody, you know, not only making art, but wants to know how to complete a Rubik's cube. What would be your, you know, 10 second advice to that person? Yeah. I mean, there's tons of advice. I mean, very directly, if you want to learn, man, you go on some YouTube videos and I I actually think I have to start making some tutorials myself. Um, but yeah, you got to just watch tons of YouTube videos of these other kids teaching you how to do it. Um, and there's, you know, it's not as 
well, I'll, I'll tell you this. It's definitely not intuitive at all. You, you can't just pick up a cube and just figure it out. It's like, I think it's literally impossible. Um, doesn't matter who you are. There's like step-by-step -step processes that you have to follow. And there's like these techniques that you have to like master in order to get to each step, like next step. Um, so you got to watch some videos, man. You're not going to figure it out on your own. Um, go learn from somebody, you know, hopefully on my account, I'll, I'll post some tutorials real soon. That's that's pretty valuable advice. I've definitely been that person who's just trying to do it. It's not like um, like with juggling. You can learn how to juggle on your own just by trying and failing. I, I take it that that is not the case here. <laughs> yeah, definitely not, man. Definitely not. Um, now, in in terms of the social media side of things, um, you know, obviously, you know, the probably the coolest thing about social is the ability to just reach all these, you know, random people and fan bases and communities and teams. Um, do you, what, what do you feel like you've learned about, uh, you know, building a personal brand around your artwork on social that, you know, could be passed on to other artists? Yeah, no, I, I love, I love helping other artists. I try to connect with as many artists to see, and I'm not saying I know exactly what I'm doing because I try to learn from them as much as they learn from me. Um, but I definitely have learned a lot of things over the process. But the most important thing that I knew from day one is that being a successful artist involves being a successful like entrepreneur. Like you have to know how to run a business, sell yourself, have a product, and just honestly make sense for someone to buy. And that's, you know, I focused on that so, so much to the point where I used to communicate with these professional sports teams very early on when I was doing, I was doing things for free. You know, I was just purely just trying to understand like what type of people do they want to hire? Like, why do you want me? Um, so I did this for, for several months and I, you know, I've learned a lot of things from these professional sports teams in terms of social media, in terms of in-person performances, in terms of why would you would even want to buy something like this. And now that that's exactly how I present myself to them. I'm like, Hey, you know, if you want, to hire me for a social media post, I'm going to be that person, you know, I'm going to create a unique piece of content that nobody's seen before. I'm going to do my best to increase numbers and, and really, you know, accomplish your goals in a campaign that you might be running. And I'll give you an example. I just worked with the Brooklyn Nets. And um, in this time that we're speaking right now, um, all-star voting is super like, you know, active, like everyone's all-star voting, NBA all-star voting, get your all-star votes in. So a lot of the teams are hiring, you know, influencers or artists or whatever the case may be to post a video to promote their all-star votes. So that's exactly what I did. I, I made a Kyrie Irving and tomorrow I'm actually going to be a Barclays center. I'm going to make a Kevin Durant. Um, But uh, you know, obviously the Brooklyn Nets love their fans and they're just trying to, you know, have everyone enjoy a piece of artwork. But at the end of the day, there's reason for it. And, you know, they want to increase their all-star votes. They want Kevin Durant to be an all-star captain. There's, you know, there's purpose behind it. Um, so when I first speak to the Brooklyn Nets, if I'm like, hey, I think I'm your guy to increase your all-star votes, you know, I'm going to get you the outcome that you want. Um, that's, you know, that's very much a way that you convince these guys to hire you compared to, you know, other artists that don't know how to pitch themselves in a business mindset. They'd just be like, hey, my artwork is really cool and everyone will love it. You know, I think that's best, you know, so you, you really, I, you know, my advice is just, you are a business at the end of the day, even though you're an, art, you're an artist um, and you really have to know that and position yourself like that. Um, in terms of social media, you really do have to be a content creator too. And that's something I'm still very actively trying to figure out, you know, 
whether it's keeping up with like, tr like the trends or like, um, you know, getting creative with your editing and your cuts and your t post of timing and, um, you, you know, a bunch of nonsense like that. Right. Uh, but I, yeah, you know, I, I'm still trying to be a content creator at the end of the day, but as long as you're a businessman, um, people really do appreciate that. Um, that's one of the most valuable things I've learned. And I would tell other artists. You know, it's it's definitely true. You know, in the last like five or 10 years, I've even seen, you know, if you're not basically active on social as an artist, it's going to be really hard to be successful. Like even older artists that I know, I look up and it's like, oh, they have a million followers on Instagram now. That makes sense, I guess. Um, but, you know, it's definitely a, a, a change of pace since what it used to be where, you know, the way a lot of it used to work was there would be galleries and then you know, and sure there still are, but it's, it's just so, so much more direct now for a lot of people. You know, I think guys like Damien Hurst totally changed the game where he took, you know, all of his art direct to auction. Um, and then for, for like, like there are different thresholds, like for the super iconic artists, like, you know, guys like Warhol and people like that, the way that it turn what it turns into after that point is people are bidding things up just to keep the value of the stuff that they already own in a certain level. Uh, and that's like, as a collector, which is, you know, what I am of all sorts of different things, you know, documents, <laughs> art, SpongeBob, you know, tickets, uh, you know, cards, all books, all sorts of different things. Um, you know, I, I think it's so interesting and I, I'm just curious how uh, social is going to continue to impact the art game. Because to me as a collector, I'm looking, you know, at artists and people like that, uh, you know, in terms of the same way I look at podcasts, like I want to have, I want to, I'd rather have you on today than you at your ultimate level of success, because this is so much, you know, more inspiring for people 10 years from now. Um, it's like the same, the, the kid super example is good, man. He, he, you know, was just getting going, you know, with his, uh, his, his just launched his first sneaker and he's just going and now he's the first head of, you know, men's since Virgil. Like, you know, that it's the the growth fan is what it's all about. But I think the point that I make, and I know I went in three loops, three tangents there, but that artists, uh, you know, being able to spot an artist on social media now, in my opinion, is going to be, is going to determine how that investment in their work will be in the future. No, definitely. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, in terms of uh in terms of clothing is that something you've ever thought about uh man i i mean i'm not too too uh with the fashion um <laughs> i mean yeah as an art you know i do consider myself an artist but i don't know man i definitely i have like a rubik's cube jacket that's a, a, about as crazy as i can get um, but cool. maybe, yeah i mean it's it's, a, it's like a little something but no nah, i haven't I told you, like, when I start spreading, like, away from my specific Rubik's Cube art, like I said, maybe a little bit into Legos, but then anything further than that, I couldn't even tell you what I'm going to do. That's just when I have a lot of free time and I could get super creative. Like, right now, my creative, like, time block is probably, like, only 30 minutes, like, an hour a day. And when I have 20 hours a day to be creative, that's, I'm sure that's when, you know, things will really run wild. Cool. Yeah, I, I think I think too, just something uh like that I, I think I don't know how it would look. I'd need to see it, but just putting that art on t-shirts would be kind of cool. Yeah, you think so? I do, I do. Like the same way, like this shirt for yeah. those that are for those that are listening, you can't see, but it's a photo of Mona Lisa, like that sort of thing with the cube art. It'd be kind of cool. 
All right. Well, you know, maybe I'll, I'll test it out. Cause like I said, I need something for my, my general audience, you know, anyone that wants to love and support, maybe that's, maybe that's an alternative. Yeah. To be honest, I have no idea what the legalities are around like <laughs> likeness beyond uh, an art, but especially if it's like partnered with somebody, then I'm sure it would be fair game. Or if it's like something, you know, you make up or, you know, that, that sort of thing. <laughs> have you ever, Um, I know, you know, most of it is portraits. Have you ever just, you know, made like, I don't know, a beach with trees and things like that? <laughs> is that something you've thought about now? I've made, I think I've made like about 150 mosaics and and 99% of them are all professional athletes. They're all headshots. I've only ever made like one. I tried to do like a live shot one time. Personally, I don't think it really, like I made OBJ's like famous one-handed catch. And I just, I personally don't think it was that cool because the detail, qual- like the quality of the, the art just like decreases tremendously when um when you don't have the entire portrait filled with the the composition. So like, um you know, so like only like, half of his body was in the piece and the details just not that well but um they're all headshots they're pretty much all athletes um i'd love to start playing around i think my next step i made one one thing that was a little bit different i made spider-man one time which is pretty cool cool. yeah i made i made spider-man i did a collaboration post post with uh sony so they like asked me to make spider-man i was like oh yeah definitely i would love to make spider-man um (laughs) that one came out really sick i think i think a lot of the cartoon characters with the pixel art really fits in well um and i think that's a you know that's a path i could go down i definitely very you know very quickly like probably within the next you know month or so um i'll start testing around like different uh celebrities whether that's like artists or or you know performers or whatever the case may be um actors actresses um i think that's a real that's a really cool thing that i could try to do but I love the sports world specifically, and I love to st- stick with athletes because we have like this super like unified group of people that that come together, you know, whether it's every Sunday or every other night in the NBA, and we join together and root on a specific athlete, you know, so that I think that thing is really what I love. Um, and that goes into like my performances, like I want at the end of the day, I want to be the person at the arena building the artwork for all of us that are crazy in love with the athlete rooting someone on and i feel like i don't know i feel like it's not as present in other areas like you know in the in the movie scene you know with these actors and actresses um i think it makes sense with um artists that go perform their like their music and stuff but you know we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens it's true inherently you know actors unless they're famous for being famous you know they are not famous for being themselves yeah yeah that's that's a good point uh, whereas at, at least like artists are performing for crowds, like as themselves, generally speaking, um, maybe not guys like Marshmallow, but you know, it's close enough. Um, but yeah, it's it. Although I do think, you know, like a Leonardo DiCaprio and people like that, that would bang for sure. Um, I know, I know people would react well to that, but, uh, yeah, it is more like a social, it's more of like a social, like push more than in person because i don't know how often do like crowds of leonardo dicaprio people like gather like maybe maybe they gather pretty frequently i'm not really sure (laughs) i couldn't tell you it seems like he's out at the clubs every night so maybe maybe it's at those clubs (laughs) maybe that's where i have to yeah live live club art (laughs) no i I mean movie premieres i guess in theory but that those only come around once every couple years i think um Cool, man. Well, I think we talked about a lot of really great stuff. Where can people find uh, find the cube art and everything else you're doing? 
Hey man, I'm on all social media platforms you can imagine at the College Cuber. Um, you can follow me. My my main ones are Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. Amazing. Well, my dude, we're all rooting for you. We're gonna we're gonna keep following along the journey. Thank you for doing this, uh, and you're welcome back anytime. Thanks, bro. It's great speaking with you guys.